Get ready to rock radio music you want to hear. And we're chatting to Mark Stanway, long-time keyboard player with Magnum now fronting the Kingdom of Madness with a whole posse of uh, musicians. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this, Mark, that uh, Kingdom of Madness playing dates in March 2019 and beyond. No doubt you'll be playing more festival dates as well as you go on. Um, yep. Because I can see you being a big success at, at, at events like that. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great to play festivals. You know, you get to a bigger audience straight yes. away. And um, I'm most flattered that this lineup has has earned us uh, some decent billing on, on some of these. I mean, we're headlining the Rock and Blues Festival. Um, we're co-headlining uh, Cambridge Rock, which we only found out about in the last couple of days. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I think... Don Airy, we're on before the Don Airy band, I believe. Uh, Don's a good old friend from many years back. But, uh, um, so we've got great billing. We're, we're going in at a decent level, um, as well as doing our own shows, of course. But uh, you can't be playing to two or three thousand people, which we can't do at this stage on our own. You know, so. No, that's right. You're sort of building it up, aren't you, really? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think the intrigue about Kingdom of Madness is that you've actually reconstituted some of the original members of Magnum from various times in the band's history. I mean, to be honest, Mark, musicians we thought we'd never come across again, on at least on stage, you know, and certainly not in 2019. Yeah. And I should say to uh, listeners who, who don't know this, you've got Richard Bailey, who was keyboard player in the 70s. Right. And you've mentioned the great Mickey Barker, who I totally agree with you, a fantastic drummer. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Really yeah. enjoyed watching him, 90s to the mid-90s. Yeah. Um, he joined Magnum, I think it was around about May 1985. Yeah, uh, just, uh, just after the Storyteller's Night album, because Jim Simpson left to join UFO. Ah, oh, that's right, yeah. And yeah. and as you mentioned previously, he, he actually toured that album, didn't he, with the yes, band? Did, yeah. yeah. Now, you must have been aware yourself, uh, Mark, through your contacts and uh, just keeping in touch, that these guys had kept their hand in. Um, is that the case, really, that you were aware that there were a number of musicians you could possibly call upon? Um, and we should mention uh, Lawrence Archer because you'd worked with him in Grand Slam, and and, yeah. and more recently because you, you know, we can talk about the uh, revival of Lawrence that band. Lawrence and I have remained close friends um, since the early eighties, and uh, I got him in to do the Eleventh Hour tour where we needed two guitars on that tour, and um, Tony was taken ill on that tour, and Lawrence finished the tour as Magnum's guitarist, so. Another tie-in. Yes, know. that's right. An unbelievable guitar player. I love his guitar playing. He's one of my favourite guitar players. And and in all fairness, you know, Tony, fantastic songwriter and a, a very good guitarist indeed. But he was not what I would call a lead guitarist. And uh, so I've got that side covered now. We have some blinding solos coming from Lawrence and Miss Show as well. <laughs> The question might all also be asked, really, that uh, you've got two keyboard players now. Yeah. Is um, that, I, I presume, totally complimentary? Absolutely, and yeah. Richard plays flute as well, which is uh, another string to his bow, and we use that in a couple of tracks right. know, as the original version, like on the original version of Kingdom of Madness. So, so that's uh, good. 
Yes. Uh, bearing in mind that since the computer age, really, or sort of late 80s onwards, Magnum have used computers and sequences on stage. Um, for some things, it's just physically, you've only got two hands, you know, yeah. uh, from a keyboard player's point of view. So a lot of stuff used to come off computer. Um, not trying to give their game away too much, but something I don't really enjoy. But um, And we don't use them with the Kingdom of Madness. So in order to cover some of those parts, um, two keyboard players are required, unless you're going to cheat. So, um, so I thought, great, get Richard in. Uh, and will this be helpful with your, um, just going right back to what we were saying about your hand injury, will, will that be a, a blessing, really, or, or doesn't that... Uh, no, we play no. completely different parts. You ah, know, right. Um, uh, Richard does a lot of the icings and uh, those the single line things, and, and what would normally be a sequence, he's physically playing, which I couldn't do while I'm playing what I'm playing, so it needs the both of us... Uh, with all our fingers working. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, something I didn't really expand earlier, uh, Mark, um, I take it all all these guys, well, specifically Mickey and uh, Richard, I mean, they've kept their their hand in, basically. Absolutely. I mean, Lawrence never stops, you know. um, And and Mickey, you know, he's always doing sessions, or, I mean, at the moment he plays with Bernie Marsden, funnily enough, and they also, they've been friends for a few years now. So um, and it's just heaven to have a rhythm section of Mickey Barker and Neil Murray. Yes. And I haven't felt that since Magnum uh, pre-95, you know. No, I never know. felt that good to me personally. So. And what one name we, we haven't mentioned we should do is Chris Uzi, of course, on vocals. And, yeah. uh, of course, with his range, uh, he'll be able to tackle certain songs won't he in the magnum back catalogue yeah um i I was questioning i mean he was my first choice Uh, everybody in this band was my first choice you know richard and i were speaking and he and we thought in in principle it was a good idea to put a new band together and i said well i'm going to check uh, and ask these people you know and mickey barker was my first first phone call and neil murray was my second uh, Lawrence, I'd always choose Lawrence. You know, he'd always been my first choice when a guitarist required. And I'd worked, I'd depth uh, with Snake Charmer a few times uh, when Adam Wakeman couldn't do it. And so I'd worked with Chris before, and there's just something about his voice that I that, that I thought this could work, this could work well. And one or two people said, "Are you sure you've got the right singer there?" And when we got to rehearsals and he sang the first song, everybody went, great choice, great choice. um, And as you say, he's got a phenomenal range. And some of those earlier songs, you know, Bob was singing so high. um, We can faithfully reproduce these without copying. Yes. I mean, he's not a Bob Catley clone. That's the last thing I wanted. You know, as I say, going back to that tribute band, you know, I'd have a a blonde guy dressed up like Bob, um, sounding as close as... That wasn't the purpose of what we're doing. I wanted to do these songs, do these songs really, really well. And Chris Uzi, being Chris Uzi, he's just top drawer as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if you've seen any of the 
footage from our first three or four shows, but I remember, ah, oh, just fantastic, you know. So I'm you're really pleased, yeah. On the choice there. <laughs> and that doesn't conflict with Snake Charmer, does it? Then the uh... Uh, no. Um, when a date's offered to us, uh, the email goes to everybody checking their diaries. You know, it, the great thing about the internet now is, you know, you can all sort of see what somebody's doing at any given time. So, um, no, first come, first serve. That's what it is, basically. That um, You know, you get the date in the book, everybody says yes, and they'll uh, be faithful to that. You know. Yeah. And uh, we should mention your good lady, uh, Mo Birch, on backing vocals. Uh, she performed with Magnum. After you dipped out briefly uh, in 1984, she was also on the album On a Storyteller's Night. Um, she was on stage with Magnum for that tour and indeed on that album. Huh. Um, <laughs> and what about, you know, looking further down the line, would you consider perhaps an album with Kingdom of Madness? Uh, no, not at this stage. No. Um, I can't see the point of re-recording Magnum songs, but in all fairness, from a record point of view, should be left, they're sort of sacred yeah. to me, as they were. However, a DVD makes more sense to me. Yes. Where you can appreciate that it's a different band, you know, there's only one Bob Cutley, he's irreplaceable. Um, so I've just got a fantastic singer to sing these songs, you know, um, who's considerably younger and can hit the high notes, which is great. You know, it, it wasn't to clone anybody. You know, Lawrence is hardly going to put a hat on and grow a beard. And no. <laughs> Lawrence is Lawrence, and he plays some blistering solos in this stuff. So it's our version uh, of those songs, you know. Yes. Um, so a DVD would make more sense. If you could see what you were listening to, it would make more sense. I think if we just recorded an album, I, it, it would not work. Yes, and is it too... Perhaps a, never say uh, never is the best answer on that one, but I don't see the point of No, no, I, I, I see what you're saying there, really. And, and is it too early to say that you might even come up with new material with this band? Started writing. Ah. Uh, Lawrence and I have started uh, very, very early days, but uh, we've started putting a few things together. And funnily enough, Lawrence, um, in April, I think, is moving a lot closer to where I live. So um, mm. I think that will get uh, quite constructive when we can get back together again. So I would like to think that we can start putting some original material in, but that isn't going to happen this year, I don't think. But, uh, yes. but yes, why not? Oh, that, that sounds really exciting. Uh, you know, Magnum, you know, since I've been interested since the early 90s, you know, I've followed the band. But I've yeah. always found it sometimes a love-hate relationship. I mean, you can have this with a band, really, that, uh, you know, it might be specifically an album or perhaps a, a performance. And I, you know, latterly sometimes I get frustrated because it's, it's going back to what you were saying earlier on in the, uh, the interview, really, that... Uh, you know, sometimes you want to hear certain periods of the band's history or certain albums, and they never get played. Um, and this is the good thing about Kingdom of Madness, because I think you're going to fill in the gaps, really. Well, we're only going up. We're covering the, uh, um, tracks or, or, or music from uh, the beginning of Magnum, i.e. the first album, Kingdom of Madness. We don't do anything from the reformed 
situation. Um, so we're covering <clears throat> the first 10 albums, if you like. Yes. I think, yeah. I think it's 10 albums. Um, and we're doing our best to play a track off every one. There's only one album we're not playing a, a track off at the moment, but we are looking at that, and, and that's the 11th hour. But, um, but we're covering the other nine albums. And I, I only wanted to go from the classic period, if I dare use that term. Yes. You know, and, and, and of course, uh, Mickey Barker, you know, all the tracks he played on, with the exception of the very early ones, where we do a couple of tracks that uh, it was Kex, um, and obviously Jim Simpson on Storyteller's Night, but Mickey did the tour, so he stamped his mark on that as well. So it, it, I just wanted to keep it there. And in all fairness, I didn't want to dilute or interfere with anything Magnum are doing now. I tried to pick songs that um, that they're not doing in their show, you know, and the ones I always used to ask for, which we never did, Funnily enough, they put a couple of those back into their present show. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so. yeah. well it, it, I mean, to be quite honest, it might be a good thing in a way. It keeps them on their toes, doesn't it, really? And it's also, there's a double-edged win, really, for fans because they're going to hear and see... Uh, the guys who played some of those, you know, earlier albums, which are yeah. which are classics, Mark, obviously, mm. and, and so important in the band's history. But um, I mean, sometimes I, I think maybe it's being too critical with bands because I'm not just talking about Magnum, but I think you've mentioned uh, earlier on in our chat, Mark, that uh, there's a tendency for bands to look forward. See, it although you can get fed up with playing things. Exactly, I mean, that's right. I mean, it, and back in the well, late 80s, early 90s, we, we'd be doing, you know, 130, 140 shows a year. And you can only play things like Just Like an Arrow so many times before it starts driving you mad, you know. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, that as an example. So they were rested, you know, and that was more from um, the whole band, which has got fed up of playing certain things. But, you know, it's like saying... If ACDC didn't play Thunderstruck in their show, there'd be uh, anarchy. But as I say, you know, 21-odd albums, you know, you can't play them all. So, yes, we are hopefully filling a void without trying to be in competition uh, or interfering or indeed diluting anything Magnum do. I, I still continue to wish them all the best, you know, so... It's great to talk a bit more about the, um, you know, circumstance in 2016. And as you've mentioned, it sounds like there'll be a follow-up to the um, the book that's uh, available via your website. That's right. Which yeah. evidently chronicles a, a, a really fascinating career. You know, you've you, it, not just Magnum, Grand Slam and uh, various anecdotes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm, uh, I'm very proud to work with some unbelievable artists you know Robert Plant you know don't get much bigger than that um, and you know I, that's what I do I play the keyboards and uh, if people want me on uh, to play with them live or on their records then you know I, I'm, I'm more than happy if the time permits so I, I like to stay busy uh, and continue to do so 